Fairy tale objective analysis with my boy here, Johnny. Uh, we'll start off with the plot because, oh, well, that, the plot, the plot. So, um, I've reread all of Fairy Tale, so that nobody has any right to be mad at me because I've reread the entire thing. I went in a week too. There's 545 chapters. I reread the entire thing. Damn, we read that all in a week. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, it helped because I already watched it, so I kind of. I could kind of just skip like all the filler stuff that I already knew yeah. to just get to the main stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. So for the plot, we have some subcategories here. First is the uniqueness of the plot, um, like how unique and how intricate the plot is, uh, the pacing of the plot, the consistency of the storytelling, trying to make sure there's not glaring plot holes or contradictions and yeah i'm sure you can think of a few things and uh and then i also have two separate subcategories the beginning of the plot because i think the beginning is how you encapsulate audiences to like check out the story and the ending of the plot we all recognize and endings are very important like people won't stop oh, yeah. talking about the game of thrones ending so very important or the so Attack on Titan ending. Oh, well, that, well I'm not, not going to talk about the Attack on Titan ending. <laughs> um, that one's just controversial. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Whatever. Hey, I'll, I will stand to this day that people hate it just because they wanted Aaron to be some crazy villain. That's the only reason why they hated it. That's fair. That's um. Fair. So let's start off with the uniqueness of the plot. So obviously, all these are going to be within a 10. Uh, this is kind of my rating system. But the reason why I bring someone on is so they can, you know, argue their side. Um, and if they have, like, a glaring, uh, if they have a big, like, opposition to my rating system, we could talk about it. But the uniqueness of the plot of Fairy Tale, I don't think it's that unique. I think it's pretty typical, like, Shonen Adventure style um nothing screams nothing at all really screams unique i think it's an yeah. average plot i gave it a five out of ten what do you think uh when it comes to the plot specifically uh the um, uniqueness like how unique the plot is really you oh you need how unique the plot is no it's it's very very generic but i feel like it's done that way specifically uh, so that he can focus mainly on the characters. And oh, we'll touch about the characters because I actually yeah, have a lot yeah, yeah. of props to give him a shot. Oh, yeah, no. When it comes to character the characters. writing is my favorite part of this show. I'm just saying, uh, the plot is eh, not the greatest. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pro I probably have to agree with you on your rating with the plot. Not going to lie. That yeah. Uh, it's that's not nothing. It's yeah, it's not terrible. It's average. Um, he had something in mind and he kind of did what he had to do but nothing it's like nothing crazy um yeah, exactly. now the the pacing if i'm being honest that when you think about pacing well for me when i think about pacing i think about like the flow of the story if i think it drags on too much or if it just kind of skips through things and rushes things mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. honestly i didn't really have a big like glaring issue with the pacing i think for the most part it was good enough throughout the arcs. I mean, arc to arc, maybe you could argue that the pacing is kind of weird with that, but the arcs, like when you're reading the arcs themselves, I think they were paced pretty good from beginning, middle to end. I didn't have any glaring issues. I give it like a seven. I, think it was, I thought it was good. I, I didn't yeah. have any issues with it. 
for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I honestly have to agree with you because when when it comes to pacing, it's very important uh, to with the flow of the uh, of the story to keep your audiences engaged without it feeling like absolutely jarring and whatnot to their yeah. readers and readers. Uh, and I think Fairy Tale does it really well. Obviously, this is a, because it, uh, it's it's not going to be absolutely perfect, but it's, right. uh, it it does it well enough. So, uh, yeah, yeah, seven out of ten is probably good. good yeah, it's very, very good, good enough. Yeah. Now, this is the big one for me right now: consistency. <laughs> no. What is that? I don't, I don't think he know uh, if Hiromashima knows the meaning of the. Okay, that's a lie. I've been reading uh, uh, a, a few of his other stuff. It's just fairy tale. It's not quite. Yeah, especially when you compare it to like something like Eden Zero. It's like. Oh yeah, Eden Zero. I've been loving. Honestly, I might even like it more than Fairy Tale. Uh, it, it's. I think it his really storytelling good. is better in Eden Zero, but his characters are better in Fairy Tale. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So I guess he just kind of switched his mindset when he re- when he started writing Ian Zero. So, so I was reading a uh, uh, I've read a, a an interview because he's done Hiromashima has done three series. There's yeah. Rave Master, which he did before Fairy Tale, and then he did Fairy Tale, and then he and now he's doing uh, Eden Zero. So when he went into uh, he had three different mindsets going into each of these series the first one he 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 said in this interview um that he was going in with everything planned uh tons of detail planned uh for uh uh rave master and like uh, everything was planned from uh from the beginning to the end so when but when he went into fairy tale he did the opposite where he only planned out the backstories and basic uh mm. personalities of the characters and then just went along with it and did whatever he wanted didn't really plan a whole lot out with but with Eden Zero he's doing a mixture of the two planning a lot out while still having fun with it and uh uh doing a little bit of improv here and there and i can a hundred percent tell like you could i could tell that for the most part my my big thing for you know uh black clover is it i mean fairy tale is it has a lot of consistency issues for the most part yeah. um i think there's a lot of times where there, at that one moment it's where like okay everything's making sense characters are doing what they're supposed to do in another moment he just kind of lets them just do whatever so the plot kind of progresses and it's like it didn't seem so there's a lot of moments where it didn't seem genuine or made sense to me and even the flow of the story like from arc to arc what i really found um that stood out extremely is that a lot of them kind of followed a very simplistic formula where it's like okay bad bad guy all right leading up to the bad guy one a, a lot of 1v1 battles and then okay bad guy's really strong emotional moment bad guy loses so it's like a lot of that uh, up until maybe the final arc you can argue and then we could touch upon that a little bit later but i found that a lot of uh didn't flow very well in terms like an overall plot and then um a lot of things that definitely was like you're kind of just doing stuff to do stuff and did it did not did not feel natural to me and also i want to keep everybody in mind that when it comes down to the the system five is average so like seven people love to use seven as the 
pen penultimate like average mark. No, me five is average. That's so what I, I would say, yeah. I gave it a three in terms of consistency. I thought it was actually like <laughs> yeah. not not really good at all. I respect that. I I honestly think I uh, if it's not a like I was I was going to say four, but I respect the three. Uh, either way, it's it's below average. <laughs> like it is not very consistent, especially especially in the power system, as well. Where uh, especially with Natsu specifically, where it's just like, oh, he can do this now. Next arc, uh, no, he can't anymore for some reason. <laughs> he forgot. Yeah, and I actually have a when we go over the setting because the setting kind of encompasses how the world is made. So that's like the lore, the history, the geography, and if it's a shown in battle, the power system. We're gonna talk about the power system because, like, yeah, that's another big glaring issue I had. But um, for the most part, Fairy Tale, you know, it was entertaining uh, with like uh, how it was doing stuff, but. When you read it all the way through, especially, you could definitely point out big, like, glaring consistency issues that kind of very off-putting if you're kind of looking yeah. for a for a well-written story. Um, especially since it, like, it, there are many times where, that I can think, I can think of one in particular, uh, I won't go into it, though, it, uh, where it, they would lay out a specific rule for, uh, that are, that is established within the law of magic in their power system or in their world of some kind and then they just kind of do it in spite of the risk and then that risk never actually being there in the first place because of reasons oh yeah i can think of a ton of times to do that the amount of times natsu just eats stuff he's like oh you're gonna die and then he doesn't die it's like okay whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, just, okay whatever that just Tower of Heaven, oh my word. <laughs> the, the, also, the amount, uh, this is actually a character thing, period. The amount of times where it's like, emotion, emotion, I'm going to sacrifice my life for the people I love, and none of, not, no consequences happen. Like, the amount, a, Black Clover gets slandered for not having deaths, but Fairy Tale is just as bad. It is just, just as, as bad. Just as bad, if not worse, to be yeah. honest. It is painful. Makarov is a saint, bro. He just be surviving bro, everything, I, bro. I was, okay, look. I, that was probably the first time... The, the last arc in this story was probably the last... The first time that I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I, I, Alright. I'm normally like, hey, it's fairy tale. No one's gonna die. That's just how... That's just par for the course. But now, but when with Makarov, it's just like, no, that motherfucker should be dead. <laughs> yeah, because I would say there's three times regarding Makarov where they said he's going to die, <laughs> and he just did not yeah. die. No, it's like no. okay. First one right. I think was in like uh, the one where Loxus was the was the villain of the Battle of Fairy Tale. Uh, I can't think of the second one, but the last one is definitely the one that. Well, before that, with world. um. When uh, uh, Gajul's guild invaded, and he was like on death's door in that situation, I completely forgot about that. I'll have to rewatch that. Probably yeah, read that. probably reread that. To be honest, I've been more reading manga than watching anime lately. It's way quicker. Like, there's some moments that I'm okay. I'm okay with anime. Like for the when I watched the anime, I watched it. Um, and we'll go into to this later. Maybe talking about some art and animation. 
Because mm-hmm. Fairy Tale loves their emotional music. <laughs> they love that emotional Dude, music. The, the music in Fairy Tale is like the best. I think honestly, that is S tier. I think it is the uh, uh, perfect uh, uh, music. Perfect OST, absolutely. Yeah, if I had a music stuff, I would give it like I I would think it's like amazing, but like that's just hey, you sign up with the right studio, they got you. There's really nothing yeah, exactly. you can do about that. Yeah, one. At, at that point, you just gotta <laughs> get with the right people. Exactly. Uh, someone said, "Don't you just love how almost every arc ends with Nastu fighting an enemy he can't physically beat until he just decides to punch them harder." Oh, we'll talk about the protagonist. <laughs> we will talk about that to the protagonist in a second. Actually, recently there was a uh, a, a uh, another interview with, uh, for Hiromashima where Hiromashima blatantly said who the protagonist was, and it was actually Lucy. I thought he said not to because I, I didn't read the interview. You know, I I know Rex friends with Rex, and he kind of talks about it. I don't really. Rem- I, I think he said. I don't remember. I don't. We'll, we'll I don't talk remember about the that. exact. I don't remember the exact wording. Uh, but for, yeah, I'm, I don't mind I saying heard, Lucy, but for the purposes wrong. of this, I'm just gonna say Natsu the protagonist. Fair enough. Honestly, I, I, I for the longest time thought it was Natsu as well. It was only recently when, uh, when I can't remember. I can't remember if I, uh, I'm pretty sure I read it. So it could have been a, a, a Twitter post that I'm just remembering. No, I know what you're talking about because someone showed me that thread, and I think he said something, and then said, and then reinforced not to the protagonist. But it's like because someone else said Lucy's the protagonist. And I, I I don't remember the details, but I remember the whole yeah. conversation about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. We, we might have just read the same thing. Then. I don't know. Yeah, and it's what it what it obviously is for me and someone said hi johnny he says it said jarl crimson said hi Yarl! Johnny. Hey! yeah yeah he said not to lucy's co-protect i think that's fun to say but for yeah. me i'm gonna say not the protagonist and especially considering it's the perspective of lucy but the story is driven by not is what it kind of kind of indicates yeah. for me yeah i think that's why they make uh good um deuteragonists at the end of the day that's what uh, that's what they would be deuteragonists in my yeah. personal opinion but eh, just for the sake of simplicity i think eh, it's just easier to say natsu is the protagonist yeah all right um so the beginning of the plot now the beginning of the plot I actually put a five out of ten i think it was pretty average it kind of set up things well enough lucy looking for mm-hmm. the salamander she meets some guy who's a phony salamander trick tries to trick her to the tricker that he's part of fairy tale oh it's actually natsu who's a bumbling idiot but natsu's actually part of fairy tale and then comes and takes her with him i think that's i think that's good enough i gave it a five i was like okay cool. yeah it's yeah. nothing that uh like like when i first watched the episode i was laughing out loud uh and whatnot i think it was funny uh it was a great introduction to uh the the overall feel and themes and core the core of fairy tale he did yeah, a very good sure. job with introducing introducing the main characters as well, um, and basically what their person and showcasing their personalities and their powers pretty uh, pretty well for something uh, for the first chapter slash episode. So yeah. honestly, it do- it does its job, but it's nothing nothing, nothing crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty average. All right, and then the ending, the plot. No, I've heard mostly uh, people did not really like the ending and i'm I really 
I, I've, I read this ending, and I watched the anime Acnologia backstory, because the manga didn't have a backstory for him, and yeah. anime did. So I watched it. So I, I know Acnologia's backstory. I know, obviously, we know everything was there. And I'll say, overall, there's enough emotional moments and, you know, cool moments for me to say it's a little bit above average. And so I gave it a six for me. Because I think that some of the like character moments came to a very decisive end. There is glaring issues I have with like Zeref's defeat. I think was very sloppy, and Acneologia's defeat was kind of boring. But yeah. when it comes to like the character of Zeref and Ma Mavis coming to an end, I think that was beautiful. And when it came to like a lot of the characters' stories coming to an end, I thought it was done for the most part really nicely. Um, so that's why I said, oh, I'll give it a little bit above average and give it a 6 out of 10. That is fair. Honestly, that's fair. There are a lot of really good emotional uh, highs. That, that kind of balances out uh, a lot of the glaring issues that I have with the series as well. There's a lot. There's one specific scene uh, where in the last arc where, where Urza uh, catches... Um, oh my god and, yeah that was not it bro. <laughs> i <laughs> thought it was a great emotional moment but consistency power scaling wise it's a little eh. did not or, and her beating her mother didn't make sense either it's oh, it like no, no, no like, she straight up used one hand to destroy the meteor it came down and killed her mother I'm like like bro. yeah right <laughs> yeah right bro. also not even to mention that another low-key thing that people don't mention lasana and elfman beat agil he literally was one of the spring and he just gets defeated by elfman and lasana that makes no sense at no, all you're, you're right on that one like that made no <laughs> that made no sense, sense bro um yeah. So there's a lot of very like very loose like th th that's another thing it's like consistency it's another big consistency issue yeah. uh for for later on but when you really think about like some of the things he, even though he said screw with consistency he did it definitely focus on some of these character stories like um August when we find out who he really is and oh, then he I sees his mother that. and then oh, it's like God. it's also I give respect to this that he didn't give like a true good ending for the character because August Mavis never found out August was her son and Zara right. neither. So it's like it's a good written ending, but it's not like it's also like sad. It's a sad it ending. Yeah, it's a it's I like those kinds of endings where it's bittersweet almost. Exactly. Not, but a little bit more bitter than sweet, but still bittersweet. Yeah, exactly. Oh, another consistency thing I had with the ending. Let's talk about this too. Freaking, right, right. remember when um Brandish, uh, Lucy, Natsu, and Mest went to meet August, and she, Brandish wanted to convince August to kind of uh, you know, and end it, and he said yes, and then Mest was like you know what screw that and had brandish stab him in the stomach i'm like that's the dumbest thing you could have yeah. ever done in that situation yeah. like what are you doing yeah that was so bad because literally august yeah. said yes i'll go like imagine if 
Aga said yes. He literally said, "Okay, I'll, 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 I'll stand down." The MS supposed- was like, "Screw it." The supposedly strongest mage, the mage that has mastered every single form of magic, uh, as per the rumor, had, and you're, and he's willing to just be to try to convince Zareph to stop the whole war. Like, nah, man, and and, and one of the guys who, who should be like, oh yeah, let's do that, absolutely, thank you. Is is just like, nah, man. We gotta, we gotta fight. Sorry, there's no other way. Yeah, that's one of those Mashima moments where it's just like you're just doing stuff to do stuff, regardless of logic. Like it literally made no sense yeah. in the, in that situation. So yeah, especially when you consider if he did not see Mavis, he would have killed everybody. <laughs> like straight up, it would have been oh, yeah. done. It would have been done. So, oh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, six six for the ending of the plot. I think for the so. Five for uniqueness, seven for pacing, three for consistency, five for beginning, six for ending. Let's average that out. Let's do some algebra, some averages. Five plus seven. Okay. Five plus seven plus three plus five plus six. Okay. All right. So the plot gets a 5.2 out of 10. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's fine, man. So, all right, let's let's honestly get a little positive. Let's get a little positive. Let's talk yeah. about the characters of Fairy Tale. Yes. All right. So this is how I broke it down the uh, sub criteria. The protagonist is the one who leads the story. So I had a like protagonist tier, main antagonist. Now for Fairy Tale, it technically for me it has two main antagonists: Agnologia and Zeref. So. It, yeah. You have to count both of them. Uh, yeah, the villains in general, so that's like all the other villains. Uh, the main side characters, so that's people that's Basically like them. Basically all a fairy tale. Well, no, <laughs> I, I would consider um, the only or, main side characters would be Gray, Urza, uh, Wendy, okay. gotcha. and Lucy. Oh, okay. um, and then the side characters in general. So that's everybody else. Okay. Oh, everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Okay. All right, I said we're gonna talk a little positive, but not really. Let's start off with the protagonist. Natsu okay. Dragneel is the protagonist so, for the story. I'll, I'll let for, you go. I'll let you go. So for a protagonist, eh, I mean, as a, when you're looking specifically as a protagonist, I, he's interesting enough for for me to have been to be to stay engaged with the story. And I love Natsu. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but as for, uh, as for like a protagonist from, from a protagonist standpoint, not, not what I would say the greatest. I think, I think honestly, if I were to give it a rating, it'd be a six out of 10 specifically for, uh, for him, just cause he does better than a lot of the average protagonists in my opinion. Uh, he's definitely not your normal protagonist. To, well, he has a lot of the same tropes, but he doesn't feel the, uh, the like a normal protagonist to me. Um, yeah, that, that could just be me being a bit nostalgic and biased, but I don't know. Uh, that, to me, that's just how how I how it feels. Um, I the the consistency in his character, uh, the core of his character uh, specifically, is great. Um, does he always make the best decision? No. 
Well, that necessarily makes sense. No, but I don't know. His character, his character doesn't always have to. A character doesn't always have to. Uh, as long he has he has stayed consistently uh, himself throughout the entire series, aside from a little bit of maturity. Um. So. All right. So. I, I definitely agree to some uh, a lot of the sentiment you're saying regarding Natsu. Um, when it comes down to it, like uh, I kind of judge characters in kind of three tier, three ways to and to come up with like a consistent way to uh, evaluate them, and that's like development, how well they fit their role slash theme, and the entertainment value. And if I'm being completely honest, when it comes to Natsu, he fits the role, whether you guys want to agree with it or not. The power of friendship perfectly well. 100% oh, yeah. well. Honestly, yeah. that, Yeah, he does embody a lot of the themes. Uh, like, most of the themes, actually. Pretty much all of them. So, for Fairy Tale, I guess he would be not necessarily the perfect protagonist for Fairy Tale, but is a really good one. Um, yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, you could argue perfect for fairy tale specifically. Considering fairy tale doesn't really have a plot. Um, True, that's fair. That is fair. The thing about Natsu Dragneel is one of the things that you know people say power of friendship, but that's also a good thing for his character in in the sense that he is someone that you would love to be friends with. Technically, like he is someone that will always have you back. He is someone who would do whatever it takes for what he thinks is right and that what he thinks is just and. Johnny did say it, and I actually agree. He he is so reactionary; it's ridiculous. Like anything that he thinks is slightly wrong, he reacts. That ain't yeah. the thing. He just reacts. Like, um, so I had someone try to compare him and Luffy, and I think he's way worse than Luffy in terms of oh how reactionary Luffy, he is. Luffy's in a completely other tier. Like, oh my gosh, he's in a whole new league. He's leagues above Natsu, in my opinion. Yeah, but. well, I'm focusing on the how reactionary because Luffy sometimes something bad will happen and Luffy will actually low key think it through. Nazi doesn't think anything through. He just like, well, oh, this happens, and then he just does something immediately. Well, it's not necessarily a bad thing. There are three different. Not types. necessarily. Yeah, there, are, there, are, there are two different types of uh, main characters, and uh, we've already mentioned the reactionary, and there's also. Uh, uh, yeah, the ones that do reactions, and then the the ones that takes action. I can't quite think of the uh, the proper term of the one that takes action. Well, what I will say in regards to Natsu, in regards to that specifically, because that's a big crux of his how he's supposed to develop, and he a little bit maturity said he thought about a little bit later on, but for the most part, there are a lot of times where someone like Urza and Makarov has to put him in his place for him not to do something stupid. So it's like uh, he didn't. He doesn't really develop. I I know. I don't know. Some people may say he matures a little bit, but maybe I'll give you that. But for the most part, Natsu is kind of like you said, the same character from beginning to end. Um, you gave him a six. I personally gave him a five. I think he's for the most part pretty average in terms of his writing. But I don't mind you giving him a six. It's not that different in terms of mm-hmm. you know ratings. Well- the thing is, there are there are a lot of different ty- a lot of there are three main types of main characters when it comes to character development. That is the uh, uh, the the positive character, uh, the positive character growth, where it, they develop in a positive way. There's the negative yep. character growth where they develop in a negative way, 
but there are characters there are especially some protagonists that are a that is a uh a stationary where their their development doesn't really change at the core luffy is a is a major then i wouldn't call that development because you're not developing exactly there's no there isn't development there is some to when it comes to like maturity and whatnot because obviously characters do grow Uh, one example uh of a uh uh, um of a character d i guess uh i'll give i'll give an example like my favorite character character development i've ever seen is in the form of i mean this, this isn't exactly a hot take but it's it's zuko from Avatar Last Airbender. It is one of the right. best written. I agree. It is one of the best written uh, uh, character develop and positive character development that uh, is is out there in fiction. And, uh, and it's a great thing. There's also one where uh, there's also a uh, negative one, which in the same show even where we can even look at his sister he she goes she starts off as a very confident very evil yes already evil and twisted but very confident in herself and her and in her, her own power and she right. slowly over the course of the series crumbles into a shell of insecurity and that is what I would consider a negative character arc. And then there's the positive one. Things like go- characters like Goku and Luffy, for example. The core of their character doesn't really change. Uh, it's just a couple things. Like Luffy does learn how to be more like a better captain. He still does make some crazy decisions and is still Luffy at the end of the day. But it's it's just... But, you know, he's... Uh, personality wise he has not changed at all yeah and i think that's a great point uh, in terms of like there's not a necessity to change the character that's not necessary for a story to flow but there needs to be a some level of shown growth as the story reacts to the character and makes them change and the thing about like for example luffy as we've seen in one piece He's for the most part the same person, but situations like what happened with Usopp and um, you know, when Usopp betrayed the ship, and Zoro's like, "Hey, you can't let that happen." That helped Luffy grow. The the situation with he him losing all his uh mates and Ace dying helped Luffy grow. So you definitely see like Luffy is much more um aware. Like him himself hasn't changed, but his leadership style for the most part you can say change. But I would say oh, yeah. Natsu, I don't see any change from beginning to the end for the most part. I think he's the exact same person. Um, I think the only thing that really changes is his, like, feelings of his friends maybe get stronger, you could argue, with, like, yeah. Lucy and Grey. Other than that, I don't, I don't really see. So, five I gave for uh, Natsu, which is fine. He does his job as the protagonist. Star. There's a reason why he, you know, they, he, because of how power friendship heavy he is, that's why at the end of every arc, they just said, Natsu, do it. Natsu gets angry, power friendship, and beats the villain. That's why it happens. You yeah, know? pretty much. <laughs> All right, let's speak about the main antagonist. Now, I'm going to say there's two main antagonists for, for this series. When I did Seven Deadly Sins, I said there was one and with the Demon King, which I think still stand by. You could argue the supreme deity but she never showed up i'm not counting the movie so i can't really counter 
In fairy tale, it's obvious there's two main antagonists, Zeroth and Acnologia. And the reason why you can consider them both antagonists on their own right is they had completely separate stories from one another, but also had their stories contradict one another. So they were they were both antitheses for like the story of fairy tale and Natsu. Um but they were completely different in how they were doing things. So uh Zeroth and Acnologia. I'm going to start with Acnologia. And Johnny, I'll let you talk about Zeroth. Um, right. Acnologia, I'll give him credit in the sense that the anime helped him with giving him a backstory. Because the manga, not giving him a backstory was a huge problem. Yeah. But even though the anime gave him a backstory, and when I when I was hurt, when I heard that, oh yeah, Acnologia was giving a backstory in the, uh, in the uh, anime... The only thoughts that came to mind is like, oh, yeah, it's probably one of the situations where a dragon killed all his people and he got angry. And what was it? The dragons killed all his people and he got angry. So it was like, it wasn't a complex backstory by any means. But um, it, it, you you understood why he was angry, and I'll give him that. Um, but for the most part, he was kind of just the evil guy just to be evil and destroy everything. Not too complex for me. So Yeah, um, he wasn't too complex. The, the thing about his character was more his intimidation which I felt was lost in the uh, when they finally confronted him in the end. Honestly, like he lost all intimidation by the time we actually uh, by the time they started fighting him. In my opinion, like it, it's just eh, August seemed way more intimidating than Acnologia. Dude, I being was honest. way more afraid of August than uh, than. Uh, like honestly, one thing that I love about Fairy Tale it is the master of hype. But I think Acnologia was a little too hyped up. <laughs> yeah, uh, it didn't definitely didn't pay off. Because the moment we met him, he was kind of like, oh, destroy, destroy, kill all dragons. That's it. It's like, ah, all right. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, ah, it's not, nothing too complex. But luckily for Fairy Tale, he had another antagonist that was way more in-depth. And that was Zeroth. So oh, yeah. Zeroth. I'll let you go for him. But Zeref uh, actually is a, is a great antagonist for Natsu specifically, and the whole in the entirety of Fairy Tale as a whole, as the, as the, his entire backstory revolves around Natsu and and Fairy Tale anyway. Uh, it, and not only that, but it his very his very state of mind um, conditions make it impossible for him to love without hurting the ones he love and with the power of, so he can he physically cannot love another person without killing them he cannot make friends without without killing them so uh, when he and when he discards all love in his heart that is when no uh, no no one uh dies around him the people around him stop dying so it's impossible for him to call upon the power of friendship. He is constantly uh, on his own and is constantly looking towards his own strength. Sure, he has uh, he has people that uh, are that surround him because of his strength and follow him because of that strength. But they they're as we've seen throughout the entire uh, Sprig and Twelve. Not all of them are one hundred percent loyal. Not all of them are, none of them are his actual friends. And in the end, that uh, the power of friendship, whether it was a little bit uh, off putting or not, because honestly, uh, fi fi 
The fire is burning time itself. What? <laughs> that was just he like, what? Zareph literally says, this is the fire of emotion, and then lost. <laughs> I was like, and okay. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, it, right. it was a bit rough. But aside from that, the, the contradiction within his mind made it so that it was impossible for him to love. So, And the only way he was able to die, because he was immortal, was to find love, which happened to be the head of Fairy Tale. It was so at the end of the day, it, he was defeated by Fairy Tale as a guild and the power of friendship that it, that that it stands for. So, all in all, it was well, well, well. Eh, the, the 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 Natsu punching through time thing was a bit, eh, but his ending. After that, Zareph's end was written very well, and his entire character was actually thought up really impressively. Yeah, I think uh, Machiwa did a great job writing Zareph. I think, for the most part, how he's incorporated through the story was done way, like, obviously way better than Acnologia um, in comparison. Mm -hmm. And Zareph, like you said, he was the perfect antithesis. And it, and it wasn't really his own mind. It was more so the... Uh, that curse that was on him, the curse of contradiction. Like yeah. you said, like he, the more you love someone, the 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 worse it is because he'll kill he'll kill the other uh, individual, which you know obviously made a great ending when it came to him and Mavis. That was beautiful. Um, but with that said, uh, yeah, the 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 how not to just beat him was dumb though. I don't. That was just, it was just okay. I was. Just, uh, all right, whatever. Hey, Lucy could just write demon script in E and D just cause. I'm like, all right, whatever. Do whatever. Do whatever you want. I don't care. I don't know. Honestly. <laughs> it's like, okay, but with that said, Zeraph as a character had so much depth with them, and even for the most part, um, he was a huge crux through the fairy tale. Like, but he was the one who kind of put everything in this place too. Like, he even oh, yeah. kind of set everything up for his own demise. If we're gonna be honest. For a character who set everything up and manipulated everything for his own demise, let me ask you, Johnny, who did it better, Zareph or Aizen? Honestly, Zareph. I agree. I, I think Zareph did it way Zareph. better. I think I, he did it way better. I just It's funny that you say that because I just finished Bleach like a couple days ago, so it's, that, that stuff's fresh in my mind. Um, yeah. But yeah, honestly, I think Zareph did a better job with uh, uh, putting an end to him uh, to itself, uh, or trying to uh, manipulate it to so that he can end. And his reasoning feels much more believable as well. Oh yeah, he his his life sucked. He lived for like yeah. four hundred years. Like his family died. He's immortal. He can't die. He can't love anybody. Like. It's very understandable why he's a villain, and it's also very impressive, like how he tried to restrain himself despite all the terrible things that happens to him, to the point where he went insane. Like he deserved. I mean, it makes sense you go insane considering all the stuff Zara have been through. Um, like, although it's also one of those things where he's like so powerful that it was hard to. Um, you need to like really pay attention to how you beat him and the way they did it with Natsu and Lucy just writing in the END just cause it's like okay. It just wasn't it didn't it didn't make any sense, but Zareph's story itself I think was written very well. He fit the themes, he fit the roles. Uh entertainment 
he had some good entertainment moments. I think in most of it was like when he was like confronting other characters by himself. He was kind of like just like the sad guy in the for the most yeah. part. Um, development of his villainy, like when we learn more about who Zeref is, I think it really shed light how how important he is not only to the story but also how ter- like terrible his life was. So he was really good. But if we had to compare the two. Um, I gave it an 8 out of 10, like, when I'm considering both of them. Uh, if it was Zeref by himself, we met, that's an arguable 10, but, like, with Akinologia there, like, I, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you, honestly. Yeah, so, alright, next with villains in general, and honestly, they, I think they did a really good job, fairy tale when it comes to their villainies. Sure, the way they lose is usually kind of subpar and mid, but the characters themselves are usually written well with really good backstories. And mm-hmm. uh, like my... Jalal, for example. Oh and... yeah, Jalal is one of my one of my favorites. Though my personal favorite has to be Loxus uh, when he was the antagonist, and yeah. uh, it, it was it just made sense that the spell didn't work. Because he didn't view it, uh, fairy tale as enemies, even though yeah, he facts. wanted to. It was so. I think the way I think uh, Loxus's defeat was also um, more believable than the others, uh, consistent considering everything that that went on. Well, if you argue that he allowed himself to get defeated, I'll, I'll be with you. If you can't, if you don't believe that, then I'm like Natsu just overpowered him. Then I'm not with. That. No, there's no way he could. Uh, Natsu could have overpowered him. Not it was literally two v one, and he was absolutely destroying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. and Natsu. There's no freaking way. <laughs> nah, honestly, I do think at uh, the whole uh, the whole situation, and especially right after he used that spell, um, the fairy law spell, which uh and, and nothing happened he his entire world his entire viewpoint was completely flipped on its head and he wasn't all the way in it and to the point where he might have even let himself get defeated because he needs to figure stuff out and he realized that mid-fight pretty much yeah you also have to realize i mean it's also very apparent when it came to Loxus. is like once we learned his plan like in reality, everything he was doing, he wasn't really serious about killing or destroying anything. Because he yeah. set up a lot of plans for him to save everything, to make Fairy Tale look good, for him to be the new uh, guild leader and all that stuff. Uh, he reached a boiling point when everything started going wrong, and then he just made poor decisions saying, oh yeah, kill people. Um, but even then, he, wasn't re- he didn't really believe what he was saying. He was just kind of saying stuff. So... Yeah, Loxus was a great villain. Jalal was a great villain. Um, and even later on, there's other like villains that, when we learn more about their story, that was very, uh, you know, appealing. You know, for example, like Sabretooth, for example, and even um, some of the like demons you kind of felt bad for the Sprig and Twelve. Some of them you felt bad for. It's like, oh yeah, I think he did a really good job to make every villain that. Uh, for the most part, most villains that the the cast went up against, um, very interesting characters that like, yeah, they're losing, but you know you you feel bad for you, kind of root for them too, and hope everything works out in the end. So, I gave him, I'm not gonna lie, I gave him a nine out of ten for the most part when it comes to his villains. I think 
when you have it where every arc the villains are interesting impact the story impact the characters and impact the audience if you do that the majority of the time i think a nine out of ten is fair for me honestly i yeah i agree with because there are obviously a couple of villains that especially with the uh the main and uh one of the main villains uh what what's his name shoot i can't think of his name right now why uh are you talking about acnologia. Um, acnologia. Uh, yeah Specifically, Acnologia. I also didn't care for uh, uh, first Zero. master or second oh, first master. master. Second, oh, second Hades. Master. Hades was kind of like. Yeah, uh... yeah, yeah. I didn't really care for Hades, but aside from that, I really did care about a lot of the uh, of the other villains. Uh, didn't really care for uh, Zero at all. Zero, zero. Zero. He's the guy. Oh. Uh, yeah, he was a main oh, guy. Oh yeah, for, that, uh, that I think. Yeah, I don't think we were supposed to care about him, and he ended up being uh, being like what? He ended up being uh, a master of uh, uh, grim, uh, not grimoire heart. What was it? Uh, uh, Prime sorcerer. No, or... he ended up being. Uh, uh, yeah. No, Phantom that... Lord was um, uh, Yajil's guild, I believe. Well, Gaggio wasn't the head of the guild, though. He I know Zero is the guy from Crime Sorcier, the one who had went uh, the six pillars, and you know when they all go away, his true. He had the there's the arc where that one stick was a guild member, where the staff was a guild member, and Jalal returned. You mean Arasion Sace? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's Arashio. Yeah, Arashio says, yeah, and then Zero is the head of that one. Oh wait, so wait, that guy was that guy was the uh, was the stick? No, the the the, the guy that was the final villain that Natsu defeated. I don't. I would have to rewatch that. See, that, that's how forgettable he was. He was not. A I didn't villain. care for him at all. I just thought he was. Oh, I like he sounded familiar and looked familiar. I thought he he went to start the uh, Grimoire Heart Guild. Yeah, or not Grimoire he... Heart. Playing Grimoire Heart. I meant Phantom Lord. Gosh dang it! Even he was a forgettable villain. So yeah, Fairy Tail definitely has the, some forgettable like villains. So obviously, you can't get the perfect ten out of ten. Sorry. Exactly. Um, all right. Now let's speak about the uh, main side characters. So, so that's for me. That's characters that are important but are not the protagonists, and that would be like Lucy, Wendy, Urza, and Gray. I mean, if you want to cap- count Happy and Carla too, you can. But um, <laughs> <laughs> if that's your preference, you can do what you want with them. But uh. I think all of them are very good characters. I mean, I consider them all, for the most part, better written than Natsu, for sure. And... I agree. Um, I agree. They're all very entertaining. They all fit, you know, a certain role in the story. Although, when I reread Fairy Tale, I was so surprised how shafted Grey gets throughout the series. Like... Yeah. <laughs> it's like... I, like, Grey was my favorite character, but then when I reread it, it was like, bro, he just gets a short end of the stick a lot in yeah, the series. Yeah, he um, does. It's a good thing that he got a power-up with the Demon Slayer magic, because damn! Yeah, like, he would... <laughs> otherwise, he would just be absolutely obliterated all the freaking time. Like, Jesus Christ. You try to make a Natsu-Grey rivalry where Natsu's just beating main villains left and right, and Grey's just, like, in the background. Like, damn. Damn. Yeah. 
<laughs> Jesus, it was bad. Um, with that said, all these characters grew. They had their own individual story. Also, in terms of individual stories, like Gray was the most shallow too. Maybe you could argue Wendy, but like Lucy was a part of the Heartphilias with Anna and Layla and the Susso Spirit. Urzo was the Tower of Heaven, and her mother is the Queen of the Dragons and created Dragon Slayer magic. Natsu is the ultimate demon and the son of the fire dragon king and then gray's like yeah deliori killed my family he's like oh damn well oof <laughs> damn it's like uh i think the one is not like the others i'm just one saying of these things isn't like the others well then again uh, his his father also ended up becoming a demon slayer uh which was very fortunate for him although although um I bet Macho was like, yeah, we kind of need to do something for Gray's character. Let's, let's yeah. bring his dad back to life. <laughs> let's bring, bring his, his dad, dad back, to back to life. Let's go. Oh, man. Not only let's bring his dad back to life, let's also give him demon, demon slayer magic. How this happened and why this happened, I don't know. Just because. Yeah. Also, just... let's just give Lo- this is a little bit of a tangent because Loxus, but uh, let's just give Loxus a- his tattoo was a demon slayer mark the whole time. Let's go. <laughs> Ooh, Loxus? Loxus? Yeah, he had a tattoo. You know that tattoo that looks like a thunderbolt on his chest? Like a cloud and thunder? It was inferred by the creator that he had both lightning ma- uh, lightning demon slayer magic and lightning dragon slayer. When did this happen? Wait, what? I... <laughs> I don't know, but in the, basically in the, uh, you know how he, when he was really sick in the, in the fight against, uh, the demons, yeah. um, uh, in the battle of Tartarus, yeah. uh, he ended up fighting a, a demon and the demon's like, why is this hurting so much? And then he saw the, the tattoo on his, uh, on Loxus's, uh, chest and he's like, oh, that makes sense. But doesn't, he doesn't explain it to anyone. And mm. Loxus just keeps fighting him. And it's yeah, just that like... Else, mm. That also reminds me with Loxus. When he was fighting Wall, you know, lightning magic doesn't work on Wall. And then Loxus got super, just kept on fighting, got super angry. Then he used red lightning. He was like, oh, yeah, this is not lightning. He was like, what is it if it's not lightning? What are we yeah, talking about? <laughs> what, what are we doing? What do you mean it's not lightning? It's still lightning. What are we doing? Okay. All right. Whatever. So, um, yeah, just, again, we're touching upon the consistency issues that Macho has. You just yeah. be doing stuff sometimes. It, you know, it is what it is. But uh, for the most part, I think the, the cast is really good. Uh, I think they hold their own as characters enough and are pretty well written. Um, well, since we're talking about main side characters, you know who also has a bad? Urza. Urza is arguably worse than Natsu in terms of the power friendship, I would argue. Like, she's arguably worse because low-key... Like, Natsu is just like, oh, yeah, I'm just, like, the ultimate being, like, just because I'm, I'm a demon dragon king. Whereas Urza just be just winning fights. Like. <laughs> Absolutely. I freaking love Urza. Urza, best character in Fairy Tale, my personal humble opinion. Uh, I, I love Urza, too, but the amount of times where she's like, oh, I can't stop. I, I have to do this for my friends. It just wins the fight. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. I respect it, though, because how much a likable Urza is. Like, she's the most likable character in Fairytale, arguably, so. She's just the big sister of the group. That's pretty much, that's her role in, in the entire, in, in all of Fairytale. It's just 
the big sister and she fits that role really well as a loving sister would. yeah 100 and her relationship with jalal is amazing i'm, I'm oh. like it's so it's it is it's too so perfect good. it is it's too perfect, perfect. I, I I've talked to someone about this, and someone said Red Lightning hockey. That's basically what locks his date against a wall. Just a whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just a whatever thing. Um, I didn't even think of that. That's when it comes hilarious. to Jalal and Ur- have you seen all of Attack on Titan? Have you read all of it? Yes, I have read the okay. entirety of Attack on I, Titan. I I know. Um, I talked to Rex, and he keeps on saying Jalal is similar to Aaron, although inherently it's not true. But what yep. I do think is very similar is his relationship with Urza. I think his relationship with Urza is very similar. Aaron's relationship with Mikasa. That's what I do think is very yeah. similar. Yeah, I think I I can agree with that. Yeah, it's like, oh, you can't wait until they get together. They're so close. And just like, ah, nope, it's not happening. Nope. You thought it was about to happen, but no, it's not going to happen. And it's, it's just... the cra- uh, The big thing about it is Jal- Urza, very similar to, like, um, Aaron. Urza wants to be with Jalal and stop fighting, but she can't. Yeah, she knows it's, just... it's not uh, feasible. Yeah, so hopefully in the sequel they they tie the knot. Well, I haven't read it, so we'll uh, see. I have only read a little bit of it. I haven't. I need to catch up with it. Yeah, I, I don't know. One of these days I might, but I'm gonna keep on doing this series before I do anything like that. Yeah, but, all right. I, there's there's other manga that I have more priority. I think facts. So with that said, I gave it an eight out of ten for the main side characters. I agree with that, honestly. Okay. I agree with that. All right. Side characters in general, I also think Masha did a great job. A lot of them are very interesting. Gaja, we Kana! talked about Loxus, Kana, Levy, uh, Sting, Rogue, Mary Jane, uh, Lisana. The, the only reason I'm bringing up Lisana is the fact that I don't even know why Masha and my brought her back, to be honest. I, I'm just saying, like, she was like. <laughs> there was she... no reason for it, but hey. It yeah. didn't make any sense at all that she was back, but oh yeah, just like honest, but I grew to to like her at least a little bit. So I like, like her. Okay. It's just like her character was very centered on her being like Natsu's love interest while they were kids. But the moment she yeah. came back, that was like a nothing. There's nothing yeah. there because of Lucy, it was, obviously. So it was like exactly, yeah. I was like. Very weird decision, but side character is amazing. I, I really, yeah. even the ones that are not as interesting, but are still interesting, like Blue Pegasus, Hibiki, like he has archive. <laughs> I, like... love, I just love Blue Pegasus. <laughs> Man. Yeah, Ichia is something else, bro. Ichia is <laughs> something else, bro. You got Blue Pegasus, you got um, Lamia Saber Scale, Sabertooth. Leon um, was a good character. Uh, mermaids, uh, mermaids, uh, mermaid, mermaid heel. Yeah, mermaid they're heel. good too. Oh man, Liliana, Kagura. Yes, Liliana, and uh, uh, what what is the the chick with the sword? I forget Kagura. her name. Kagura. Kagura. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. All of them great stories. All of them very impactful. Good enough. Sure, some like fall in the, the 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 wayside for the most part, but for the most part, they're pretty good. I give them a seven out of ten for for side characters. I think they're good. I think Fairy Tail does a good job with its side characters. 
that are like not main characters. All right, so let's tally it all up. Um, any characters that you could think of that you have like major issue with or that we haven't talked about? Happy, I, I, I happy. It just it's just there. He, he doesn't really do much and the only the only time he does something but not really is in the Edelus arc and uh which isn't the greatest arc i'm gonna be 100 percent honest in my opinion it is not the greatest arc uh as for other characters that i don't really care about that i think uh side characters that uh, honestly that's the only character i think i have major issue with happy really happy yeah <laughs> i can't think of anything else oh carla is at least is her own character uh, uh Pandoli, i think is his name he does uh he ha actually contributes to fights yeah that's that's fair i'm gonna give a not to a six out of ten and the final average score is a 7.6 out of ten it's what the characters get um Honestly, I don't know how averages worked out that way. I was I was thinking it was gonna be more of like an eight, but hey, that's what happens. Get a better protagonist, fairy tale. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's just how the cookie crumbles. Um, but uh, I I agree. Happy had one very interesting moment that was like, okay, I guess. I mean, you don't want Natsu to die, so I guess this is what you'll do. It was when uh, Natsu was fighting against Zeroth, and he had the fire yeah. dragon king thing, and yeah, um, yeah. he was about yeah. to kill Zeroth, and then Happy took him away from the fight. It's like, okay. Alright. That one, though, it, I, that actually, I was just like, bruh. Really? I mean, I guess. I'm Bro. fine with it, I guess, because inherently, if, as a fan, I don't want Zeroth or Natsu to die, because I, at this point, I started liking Zeroth. I'm like, I kind of want Zeroth to live, so it's like, yeah, I don't That's mind fair. it. Alright. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I'm good. I'm all set. Alright, so next we'll talk about uh, the setting, and the setting is like how the world is made, so this will be including the lore, the history, the geography, um... And for the most part, um, if it's an action series, I'll include the power system. So um, let's start off with the power system. I give it a two. I think it is non-existent, basically. It's barely there. It's there to serve the purpose of fighting. But outside of that, it has almost no rules. And every, every rule that it does have is constantly broken. Yeah, they keep on playing, oh, I'm doing this magic that's super powerful, that's going to defy everything, hit you with the magic. Oh, you're not dead? Power of friendship, I win! I was like, okay, yeah, all right. Power of friendship is the only, is the only power system that this, fair, that this world believes in, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's the, weird, that's the worst part. No one in the world really believes it aside from fairy tale. And so they say, so they win every match. So oh, or, every or the uh, situations where you got like, oh, ether nano, anti magic is put in your bloodstream. It's gonna, you can't do this, and I'm just gonna eat it and then be fine afterwards. Like, okay, all right. Ha -ha, all right. I developed some uh, a new form of magic called curses. You can't eat that. Hum. <laughs> Dang it, he ate it. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna like, just gonna do that. It's like okay, um. Yeah, the power system is relatively non-existent. The, the, sure, you got a lot of unique magics, I'll give you that, but for the most part, it's all about 
whoever feels the most and they'll win the fight. And that's usually Veritel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's tough. Alright, next we got the lore slash history. And I do think Mashima cared about this for sure. I think he developed it really well. Uh, especially with like the Zerub stuff, the dragon mm -hmm. history. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah. So I, I give it a I gave it a seven. I gave it a seven out of ten. Thinking, I thought it was good. I was thinking a six out of ten, but uh apparently they, they dive more into the, the lore and history in uh thousand in thousand the one hundred year quest uh series. They uh, apparently he fleshes out a lot more of the world and the and whatnot and the history. So um six or seven, I'm I'm fine with either one of those, yeah. Yeah, I just given uh I give credit there. Um I think at the very least, especially with like the lore regarding like the magic, I do think that there is something there, especially with like the uh the god that cursed Zeroth in the first place and the the lost magic. There's something very interesting there that uh, can be delved into because, like, inherently, this god created the most powerful mage that have ever existed that became immortal, and the lost magic can be powerful enough to, like, for example, Grey had lost Ice Shell, and he could erase his own existence from all of time and space. Like, th that's something. There's something like there that Monshba, I'm sure, has something to build i'm very i'm very curious that he if he will dive into everything because like for example like gods like there's god slayers but is there really like gods in fairy tale like i don't really understand uh, that yet so I'm... apparently there is a a dragon who's also a god i think so it's a but i don't know I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna have to wait to see because I, I bet those situations are just like dragons, but oh, like very powerful dragons. I think. Wait, there's also a god's soul. Uh, remember the Spriggan Twelve? User oh yeah, that there's against... Cronus. Yeah, yeah. But I wonder if they're gonna keep a... on diving into that because you got. I don't even like dragons will ruin the world, but inherently, god slayers should be stronger than dragon slayers. So you would think so, but yeah, every single god slayer has been defeated by a dragon slayer. <laughs> guys, back. Oh yeah, when uh Zancro was fighting Natsu, first Natsu was like, Oh, I can't eat this fire, and then a few moments later, yeah, I'm gonna eat the fire. Like, okay, all right, all right, whatever. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, that's <laughs> this another, is another one. one. So Zancro was defeated. Well, Zancro was was defeated by Natsu because of BS, but was killed by Zeroff. Uh Cherry lost her magic. Because she uh, went and used Third Origin, which is another lore thing that Fairy Tail dives into. This is pretty mm -hmm. interesting. Oh, is the Celestial Spirit King a god? Um, is he a god? I don't Would think he be considered? so. He's a spiritual. He he is a spiritual presence at least. He might be considered a god, Maybe. but I don't know. It's it's, it's never explicitly told. Yeah. Mentioned. I would be interested later on if like because Gray has Devil Slayer magic, but like all the demons are beaten, so it's like give Gray yeah. God Slayer magic too. Why not? Because <laughs> I don't. There's no. I don't think there compared to like Dragon Slayer magic when you're taught by dragons. I for the most part, God Slayers could just learn. People could just learn God Slayer magic. Is what it sounds like. So yeah, there it doesn't seem to be any because. When it comes to fairy tale, or not fairy tale, when it comes to uh, 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 fire, like dragon slaying magic, you need a lacrima and/or being t to be taught by a dragon. One of the two, or both. Yeah. 
then there's also uh the demon slayers which have this mark that uh, that is that is passed down from demon slayer to demon slayer uh it is not explained whether uh, what the origin of, of said de- uh, demon slayer marks are from but all they all we know is it's connected to Zeroth, but Zeroth is defeated so it's like the yeah. purpose of devil slayer magic is extremely dwindled now that Zeroth is defeated so i'm like yeah. But God Slayer is a different story. Yeah, God Slayer. There's no explanation as to how you learn it. There's very. There's just as many. There's seemingly just as many uh, God Slayers as there are Dragon Slayers, at least in the uh, uh, in the first series uh, part of Fairy Tale. Not in uh, Hundred Year Quest. Don't know about that yet. Um, and yet there's there's no there's no origin. There's no ex- explanation. Like, yeah, how, so, how do they get it? I'm curious if Moshmo will dive into that in 100 Years Quest, because he introduced the concept, because God Slayer's God Slayer magic is also one of the lost magics. So, how deep into the lore will Moshmo dive into? I don't know. He might he might dive into it later on, because I do think God Slayer magic should have a lot of potential. I don't really know if he really wants Dragon Slayer magic to just be this ultimate magic or not. Or will there actually be gods that are just superior to dragons? I don't know. We'll see. Machima, I don't know what you plan to do. We'll see. Um, and then last but not least is geography. So these are like locations and uh, whatnot. I gave it a five. For the most part, they're mostly a Magnolia and uh, yeah, Fiore. There really, there really isn't much geography at all, aside yeah. from like... The only kind of geography that I can think of, that uh, aside from like... Was it Tenryo Bito? No, that's not right. Tenryo uh, Island, yeah. Tenryo Island, yeah. Tenryo Bito is something else. Um, and I guess if you count Atlas, but you know. I uh, mean, ah, that's it's a the whole same other location dimension. though. So same yeah, same location, just a different dimension. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, I agree. So with that said, I gave it a five. I thought it was pretty average. You know, did the job. For the yeah, most part. did the job. That's about it. Didn't All really right. come into play. Uh, All right, so let's uh, get the averages. Seven plus two plus five divided by three, four point six. Oh, fairy tale. Get your weight up. All right, so for the themes, I think we can kind of go over this pretty quickly. I think it's just power of friendship, and that gave that's well, why I gave it a five. Well, there's more to it than power of friendship. There's actually a very heavy theme of uh, uh, redemption as well, with lot with a lot of characters. For example, Gajil and uh, well, Loctis for the and... themes, I usually just use the overall theme, the the right. central I'm, I'm... theme of Fairy Tale. So, go oh, for it. so just just the singular theme, yeah, yeah, the right. one that well, definitely stands out and leaves the biggest impression. Because, like, inherently, a story will have multiple themes, but what is the true message that the Fairy Tale right. series okay, is trying to tell? Okay, and I think Fairy Tale, for the most part. Is telling the power of friendship stuff, whereas like the the essence of love and family and uh, the feelings you have for one another can empower you, which is yeah. you know sure it's a meme, but you know it's still a theme and I yeah you know it's it's a nice sentiment, but I think it's pretty simplistic. I, think, I personally think that fairy tale does it better than most. Uh, I agree. It, it, I I would I would argue that it, uh, that uh, it would at least uh, make it a six, personally. Just because it does do it better than most, but eh, that's subjective, I guess. That's a, you know, you're onto something. Because one thing I'll give Fairy Tale is like, 
even though, and I've had this conversation with someone else, fairy tale, even though it like heavily, heavily overdoes the emotional moments, like if her like literally every episode has a a moment where someone or music is playing, someone is crying, friends, 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 like they kind of overdo it to a certain extent, but there are shining moments that deserve credit even though they overdo it like for example when um uh what was one of the first moments oh proper moment because like in this was this is what happened in tartarus arc when lucy had to break aquarius is key oh yes that was so heartbreaking yeah it's very good moment my heartstrings very very strong powerful moment um and very central with the theme itself you get credit another very emotional moment was um uh wendy when she found out that her guild was a bunch of ghosts oh yeah she was devastated oh my gosh yeah, that was, a, that was a tough situation. Uh, what's another one? There's the Urza and Jalal moment. I forgot yes. exactly which one that I'm thinking about. It was really good. Um, Urza and Jalal mess, uh, things. There's, there's 100% a lot of good Urza and Jalal moments. Uh, Honestly, the... I would even uh, say that m one of my favorite parts is uh, uh, when Natsu uh, pulls uh, Urza out of the uh, the ta the crystal tower thing. I re I personally really like that uh, that scene where he pulls it out and uh, pulls her out. Oh yeah, and uh, saves her at, at the at the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a that was a really good moment where he, where he saved her life. Um, yeah, other. Yeah, so for the most part, fairy tale the the premise is it has really a lot of good moments. We even spoke on a few regarding Zeref and Mavis's final moments. Uh, that was a really good moment for sure. Um, you know, August finding out who his mother is was a good moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so fairy tale does a lot of good things. Ah, you know what? I'll give it a six. I'll I'll, I'll adhere to what you guys say. Since it does better than most, it deserves some credit. Um, so I'll give it a six. And finally, I'm probably going to stick with mostly the art for, for this one because I don't want to focus on the animation too much. Um, so yeah. for the art of the manga, I thought it was actually pretty good. I've never read it where I was like, oh, I was blown away. But it was like it was very clean for the most part all the time. Uh, so I give it a seven, seven out of ten. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I do. I, I have been looking uh, toward uh, whenever I want to draw fire and lightning i have been i have been kind of looking at uh hiramashima's style for uh for inspiration of how to draw my own fire and whatnot so it, it is something that i as an artist do enjoy and i do enjoy like the uh uh the proportions and the in, in the face it's very expressive um, but overall, it is. Uh, I, I do agree with you uh, with it being uh, very clean. N nothing crazy or uh, blowing you away, but yeah, it's clean. It does its job. It's it, it. You. It's consistent when it comes to the art. So I give Marshall credit for that. Someone said Gray is the best character in the show. Like, he, I um, best. Mm, he's my I favorite character. 
He's my favorite character. Jalal is my second favorite character. I think there's an argument that Jalal is the best character in the series. Um, or like Urza. Mm-hmm. I think that's I a think, very good argument too. Or Zara. I think, I think honestly, when it comes to best written, I do think that it's Loxus personally. Hmm. Loxus. I think he had the argument too. I am mad at it. Um, all right. So with that said, let me tally up all the averages. We'll get the score, and then we'll try to see if we can find any S tier or goat tier things that Fairy Tail does. When it comes to S tier, uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of really good character moments, and there's a lot. Uh, uh, do I think that there's like there's one in the Grand Magic games specifically? Uh it's when Urza versus a hundred monsters. Oh yeah, that was a good moment. I agree. Honestly, I would say that is S tier. I don't think I think it's very, very warranted, and it's and that is the moment she inspired her friends to do better than and show off their stuff. And that is when that is the very moment of the of the turning. Uh, that is the turning point of the uh, entire. Uh, uh, not the story, but like the uh, uh the arc. Where they where where they finally gain their strength and finally are able to gain some speed. It is, uh, it is a honestly, I feel like it is a fantastic, fantastic moment. I don't it's think a I good could moment. ever. I think I said the wrong verbiage when I'm looking for like S tier and goat tier because my my thing what I'm looking for is like something that is like story related. So story what I mean related. by that is like, for example, like what aspect of the story itself? Because I think every series can have a moment that's S tier, like a mm-hmm. perfect moment. I think every series can have that. Well, I'm focused on something that is written itself that is purposely written in a way that is perfect. So that's why I said, um, that's when we're talking about Seven Deadly Sins. Bond would be that that example. Now, okay, in terms so. of uh, fairy tale. So currently the score based on the five things it's six point one. So that's above average, um, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and the ten out of ten perfect tier things that we might be able to come up after we have a discussion could raise the score point two five. So I think a good argument to be had would be Zara in terms of main antagonists. Is he a perfect main antagonist? That is the question. I, hmm, actually, I think he's very close, but I'm trying to really think. Is he a perfect main? When it comes antagonist? to being an antagonist towards fairy tale and towards the themes of the story, he embodies that to a T. Yeah, and that in terms of my three like pillars of judging a character he fits his role and theme perfectly so that's the first mm-hmm. 10 i think we both will give it yeah now his development as a villain because this this is not the same as the protagonist development where we go on a journey with him this is like re- revelations as we learn how he became the villain the main antagonist he becomes his mm-hmm. story Zeref's story itself it's a really good. It's a really, really good story in terms of Zeref, the four hundred years, um, how he was a genius and 
he uh, his family died and he got cursed but i think but there's really never an explanation on the curse there is there is an explanation it's because he he wanted to revive his brother natsu yeah but we don't know anything about the god that cursed him that's what i'm saying oh okay like i honestly when it comes down to it i honestly don't think that part of it is necessary because uh, when it comes mm. down to it it's just the uh it's just but it's like it's the, the it's the, the core it would be the core behind who we became and there's no explanation and... on who that is that kind of did cuz for example like Aizen, the core of who he became was the uh spirit king and when he found out who he was or is this one is just like oh a situation happened that has no explanation on why or how it happened. And to, I think it's a little bit nitpicky, but like in order to be perfect, you kind of have to touch upon all the details. That's fair. That's fair. Mm. I think that's pretty much the really only. I, that, that's really the only nitpick that I can really well, see. And it was pretty bad. Well, the okay, yeah, the fight with Nazi <laughs> was pretty bad. But... Yeah, it was pretty bad, yeah. Okay, uh... so that's two nit that, picks, but is that enough for us to? Hmm. His entertainment value, I do think he holds very well on screen. Like when it comes to entertainment value, what I this obviously entertainment itself is subjective, but the purpose behind this is how well the character has a presence when they're on screen. And the presence, yeah. um, you can you can tell when a character has presence. Like even if like it's very negative, he, that character has a presence. Um, for example, someone like Seki has no presence when he don't. Like, nobody cares about Seki. Um, but even Ichia has a presence, in yeah. a sense. Um, but Zerf, for the most part, when he interacts with characters, is very enticing, very enjoyable. I think it's pretty close. Seraph is very close to 10 out of 10. Do you have an argument to make to, to say that he would be like a 10 out of 10 perfect character? Hmm. Not really. I think he's so close. He's like, close. Like a nine. He's, he's just missing something that just... Cause... Like, if we were talking percentages, I'd, I would give him a 98%, but there's just that 2% that's missing. There's something about that 2%. Okay, so what I like to do sometimes is I like to give, like, an example to compare it to. And if we're giving a comparison for a 10 out of 10 villain, objectively, that would be Griffith from Berserk. <laughs> and the amount of story... That flushes out Griffith compared like Zeref is close, but there's like a few things that is not flushed out enough for Zeref yeah. that's probably just holding think... him back. Yeah. Yeah, it's close though. Now you brought up Loxus. Do you have a do you want to make a case that he's a perfect character? Well, he, I honestly believe he is probably the most consistent character aside from the Red Lightning uh, <laughs> dip, uh, shtick. 
when it comes to his character development, it is, uh, I feel like it is one of the best written in the entire series. Um, Better than Jalal's? I said one of, I didn't say the best. Okay, fair enough, Um, fair enough. Though I personally, actually, now I think about it, I do prefer that over Jalal's because Jalal's was was uh, involved a lot of amnesia. And, yeah, uh, and yeah, whatnot. true, true. I don't um, like amnesia plots. I agree. But there is uh, so when it comes to uh, when it comes to Loxus. He also uh, challenges the very theme of uh, fr- uh, of the uh, the very theme of fairy tale, the idea of the power of friendship, and uh, he ended up, um, which he is something that he truly believed in, but felt like he couldn't believe in because he was sick and tired of people thinking fairy tale was a joke. And it was something he loved, so he tried to forcibly make other people uh, make other people see them in a new light by trying to uh, bring them, uh, trying to recreate it into an Im- the image that others would uh, would enjoy. He and especially his father, who is not a good person. Uh, ended up but because that isn't what he what uh what he truly believed in his fan his his own plans to recreate it fell through and he he himself went into hiding well what was and after being exiled he went off on his own adventure for self-discovery to come back at a moment of uh, of need and uh to be able to help his friends and better reinforce the themes that he uh, believed in deep down, and for the uh, and that is consistent throughout the whole story to the point of where at by the end of the story he's even uh, rallying Natsu specifically, believing in him and his comrades. Very true. Yeah, he's a he's a very good character. I definitely uh, definitely give you that. Um, hmm. Well, another interesting one is Urza. What? Her, I think she. I think she's actually, but I do think she's very similar to Nansu, like very similar, like the, um, in terms of what they represent in the story. Because she mm-hmm. she doesn't really develop much either. The only thing that really changes a lot is her religion with Jalal. Yeah. Um, okay. What about this? I was, I, I was thinking about it. I was trying to really think about, like, a specific thing that was written in the series that could I give it perfect. The relationship with Jalal and Urza. Would you, would you do consider that a perfectly written dynamic, dynamic in fairy tale? Hmm. Because I think that's at least... I think that's relevant to talk about because, like, the, the dynamic between characters is also... Something that is very important if it's like a essential piece to the story that is being written for both characters throughout Fairy yeah. Tale. Yeah, and seeing how both are very much reoccurring characters, and Jalal is very uh, it influences the story a lot 
it makes sense that the uh, that these two would have a dynamic and whatnot and see i probably this is what i'll say i probably would say it's perfect if there was any type of resolution yeah at the at the at not counting fairy tale 100 year quest uh which a friend of mine has been telling me that there isn't, there still isn't a resolution to it. Oh my uh, god! It it get annoying at some point, man. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a certain point, Hero Majima, that they have to get together. Come on! Like Jesus! So, I think it would be perfect if there was a resolution, but there just isn't yet. Crazy Kagura kissed you all before Urza did. That's crazy. That's crazy. Damn. And then Kagura kissed Urza too. So it's like, all right. All right. Interesting. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Fairytale just doesn't have anything perfect when it comes down to it. It's, it, it's like, it's very, it's very hard to forget something that's perfectly written. That's why you got to get a give a credit to want to care, want to, Mongaka is able to do it. It's very hard. It's very tough to do. I, I don't really. Yeah. I can't really think of anything other than that that I would even classify as like perfect. Um, Zerf, close Loxus, Urza, the relationship between Urza and Jalal. Very, very, very close, but just, just didn't hit it. Just didn't hit it. It's a lot of emotional moments though. At the end of the day. Um, that I'll give them credit for. I wonder if I should consider like writing a. Okay, I think I might be able to do this because this is part of writing the story. The ability to create a moment or sentimental and emotional moment. I do think Mashba deserves credit for. He's arguably, arguably. Like one of the best, like him and Oda, like might be the best at creating these emotional, sentimental moments that, like, um, grabs the audience. Yeah, and, and because it requires how you set it up, the character that it involves with, um, what the moment is, does it make sense? Does it impact the audience? I think I could say Mashima deserves a, a perfect for for that type of writing. I'll I'll agree with you on that one. So, okay, uh, let's just say emotional moments, emotional moments, and there's enough amazing, like, series defining emotional moments that deserve. I wonder because I also want to be consistent because like uh when uh, we were doing Seven Deadly Sins, like Bond was an objective like we both agreed. I think most people agree Bond is for the most part nearly, if not nearly, a perfect character. Um, but Escanor was another name brought up. But when we were thinking of Escanor, we were trying to be like objective, so the we're consistent with the argument to put him as a perfect character and in reality we couldn't do it because he was more like so hype and badass doesn't necessarily mean he was a perfectly written character yes we compared him to like and i didn't want to do this but I, I had to be fair he's very similar to anya like they they transcend the series 
they're amazing characters by themselves, but I would never say Anya is a perfectly written character. You mean from Spy X Family? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that threw me through, uh, for a loop. Like, what? So, I want to be consistent with the emotional moment stuff, because I don't want this to bite me in the butt when I'm ready, like, doing another series. Like, what, could I say the same? <sighs> Let me compare this to Seven. I don't think Seven Deadly Sins compares. So, no. I think I'm fine with that. Naruto and Bleach. Well, uh, there are a couple of moments in Bleach that I can remember that really got me. And, uh, there's one in particular in the Fullbringer arc that got me. Uh, there's only one moment I can but, remember, and that was Gein's death. That's it. Really? I felt nothing for Gein. Well, you I did didn't feel not nothing for Rangiku? I, for for Rangiku, that's different. But That's what I mean, because she was Gein, crying. Like, nah, dude, I did not care for that guy. <laughs> oh, damn. I okay. did not care for Gein. What moment are you thinking of? Uh, I was thinking when, uh, when, specifically when Gingjo finally stole uh, Ichigo's powers, and he's just at his lowest. The rain is, is pouring on him. He's just crying in the rain. Everything is going wrong. All of his friends are against him right now. And all of a sudden, he feels he's stabbed in the back. And he turns around to see Rukia right there giving him all of his powers back. Everything he ever wanted. And he reinstates hope. And it re reinstating hope. That brought... That almost brought tears to my eyes, my guy. <laughs> I love I, I that, that scene so much. I, I, I respect it. So if I'm comparing it, honestly, Bleach probably doesn't compare to Mashu in terms of emotional moments, if I'm being no, honest. No, that's the only one that comes close, in my opinion. That's what I was Naruto. We got Kabuza, Sabuza crying in the first arc. Mm -hmm. That was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, uh... When... When uh, Hinata got stabbed by pain. That was, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, oh, oh, the death of Jiraiya. Oh, yep. Death of Jiraiya, yeah, for sure. Another good hard. one. Another good one. Um, maybe Naruto meeting Minato the first time. Maybe. Meh. Uh, I thought it was cool, but I didn't think it was uh, emotionally hitting. Yeah, fair that Mashima might be Kishimoto too in terms of emotional moments. So I think we, this logic might be sound. I know Demon Slayer has a lot of deaths, but I can't even say Demon Slayer compares. No, I don't think Demon Slayer compares. The animation and whatnot may be absolutely stellar, but uh, uh... emotional moment because the thing about emotional moments, the way they're supposed to be, it's like you the character has to be flushed out, the moment has to be flushed out. Sure, uh, the uh, the impact of said moment needs to be obvious to the audience. Uh, so it's all you when you create emotional moments, it's all about writing, so it really impacts the audience. Just because the character dies doesn't necessarily mean it's just like emotional. Like Demon yeah, Slayer, exactly. for example, like we were talking about, it has a lot of deaths, but like not all of them are really that emotional, in my opinion. So it's like, it's like, oh, it's a death. It's like, damn, you know, um compared to like a lot of stuff that happens in fairy tale even though there's literally no deaths uh i think fairy tale 
may be able may be warranted for this s tier this perfect yeah, i think that's a good i think it's a good uh i, I can't think with well, like i like you said i can't really think anything aside uh from oda from one piece that does anything uh specifically with one piece i can't think of anything that comes close to it yeah and i'm being trying like i'm trying i'm comparing attack on titan like berserk code Geass, fma even none of them i don't think they compare in terms of how well these emotional moments are written and how many they are, are that are really impactful so i think mashima deserves a 2.25 bonus so that'll be 6.35 so the final rating is 6.35 we're gonna do like a real quick final uh like discussion our final consensus thing about all the things so basically how we're gonna do it johnny is i'm gonna go over the plot uh you go over the theme i'll go over the characters you go over the uh the setting i'll go over the art and then we'll go over the the perfect the that the s tier thing that mashima has so the theme is a six out of ten and the setting was a 4.67 all right all right you ready uh yeah just give me one minute you said the uh which ones did, I did you want me to talk about again? Which ones did you say? The theme, uh, which is a six, and then the setting, which is like world building, power yeah, system, yeah. geography. 4.67 is that one. 4.67. Yeah. And right. that one, we talked about the lore, the power system, and the geography. Yeah. All right. So, okay so this is the portion of the stream that is going to be cut out and made it to its own video this is kind of the final consensus you know rating of all the categories to give a final objective analytical rating for fairy tale um so i brought here today my guy here johnny and this is the final rating so first thing is the plot and obviously if you want to see our full breakdown you could watch the stream back on the on the playlist but for the plot, we uh, gave it a, well, this is mostly like my objective analysis with Johnny's input. He, I'm sure, has, you know, slightly different or very different in terms of if he did it by himself. But this is kind of my analysis with his help. Uh, so first is the plot. Um, obviously, we when it comes to the plot, we look at the uniqueness, the pacing, the consistency, the beginning of the plot, how it's set up, and the ending, how it wraps the story up. And we give it a 5.2 out of 10 i think it's a very very tiny bit above average the big glaring issue when it comes to fairy tale and its plot is mostly the consistency like there's a very a lot of points in fairy tale where it has big consistency issues uh big things where it doesn't necessarily make sense and it's big things when it comes to like fairy tales just kind of doing stuff to do them and i think most people feel that because kind of attribute that to kind of the power of friendship stuff um for the most part you know it was paced really good didn't really have any like bad flow of the story the plot itself in terms of its uniqueness is kind of generic and generic start and pretty subpar ending a little bit above average i think the biggest issues with the ending in terms of fairy tale is that the way Zeref lost was kind of like kind of dumb 
and the way Akinologia lost was kind of boring. So there's, that's why I kind of got a 5.2 out of 10. So, uh, John, I go over the setting, if you may. All right. So as for the setting, we were talking uh, about uh, a lot of the, uh, basically a lot of the lore and a lot of the, uh, um, the power system and the uh, geography. Uh, as for uh, overall, that we gave a set, we ended up giving a set the setting a uh, four point six seven out of uh, out of ten, I believe. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the lore, while while it is present, it is fairly standard. There's a lot of things that didn't that uh, uh, was it was set up in the beginning that was never really resolved later on. Uh, so overall, the lore itself it was standard it it in it wasn't quite there it wasn't all i'm trying i'm fumbling with my words now no nah, you're good <laughs> i mean for the most part it wasn't fully flushed out and i want people to yes. keep in mind that i'm just judging fairy tale the sequel will be it's complete a whole different a- analysis but we're just judging like what fairy tale brought out to the table. right yeah and as for the power system it was rated very 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 low because it was barely there and the rules were con that were established were constantly being uh the constantly being broken and as for and, and that was really the the biggest detriment for uh for the uh uh for the overall score uh and the geography we felt was pretty standard it, it did its job but didn't really incorporate or bring anything new to the table yeah um, very much agree. Uh, well, very much co-sign everything that Johnny said. One thing I will say in terms of the lore and history, that's definitely the best score we gave in terms of the setting stuff. Oh yeah. Um, because even though it's pretty standard, um, there are th- things there that is unique and interesting with like lost magic with the gods, um, with the four hundred year history with the different Slayer magics and stuff. So we'll give credit to, you know, where credit is due in regards to that. Uh next is the characters. And this was obviously the best score because Mashmo writes very, very good characters. And if you guys don't know how I kind of break this stuff down is that just the protagonist on its own, it's the guy leading the story, gal leading the story. The main antagonists, the foils, and there are two main antagonists, Zeref and Acnologia. The villains in general, the main side characters, the important characters, that's not the protagonist, and the side characters in general. And Mashima did a great job. He biggest kind of like, not blunder, but the most subpar written character, honestly, is Natsu as the main character. Now, he does fit the story very well for what he provides, but he's very simplistic and he doesn't really change throughout the series. But with that said, Fairy Tale as a whole in terms of characters are done extremely well. Zeref is done extremely well, very well written, arguably very, very close to like a perfect main antagonist. He just didn't hit that mark. Acnologia was kind of boring. Sure, he got a backstory, but his backstory is kind of basic too. Um, But with that said, the villains in general were amazing. There's a lot of villains to really gain stuff out of. Great antagonists per arc with Loxus, with Gajil, with Jalal, um, with people like, uh, you know, later on with Minerva, the Sabretooth. So there are so many good villains that were exciting, had great backstories that people rooted for, even though they're on the bad side, that you kind of hope they had a satisfying ending. 
um with that said even the side characters were very similar in terms of how well they were written with like mirror jane for example with like people like um if you want to include alpman or you want to include uh god jewel Loxus again levy guild arts like great side characters main cast is great in terms of urza gray lucy wendy so overall mashua did a great job that's why we gave it a 7.6 out of 10 so uh we'll move on to the themes now go for it yeah we mostly and mostly uh we talked about the major theme which is uh even turned into basically ev- the meme the one thing that everyone clowns fairy tale for and that is the power of friendship it is the biggest theme in the series but despite the fact that basically a lot of animes have the power of friendship as a theme fairy tale has it at the, in the center point and frankly, does it better than uh, most other stories to begin with. Uh, It's just uh, the way that the characters embody the the power of friendship, especially with Fairy Tail and the the main character, Natsu. It's constantly relevant to the to the series and even in the uh, a little bit in the power system, it's it's explained uh that the power of friendship magic is stronger with uh, with uh with emotions and things like that uh overall we gave it a a six out of ten because it is above uh it is you better than most and so it is slightly above average yeah we'll definitely give credit to that and last but certainly not least is the art slash animation now for this one we just picked one of them and that was the art and gave it a seven i think the art is really good um pretty clean throughout nothing crazy but good never doesn't really have any issues so seven and ten is pretty appropriate so with that said uh our final rating in terms of the averages was a 6.1 However, as you guys know, I'll give a 0.25 increase if there's any GOAT tier, S tier, 10 out of 10 perfect things that are written in the story. Now, in my last, you know, analysis, we did 7 Deadly Sins. And the only thing that we found that was perfectly done was Bond's character, the writing of Bond's character. Now, Fairy Tale is kind of more difficult, but after really thinking about it, the perfect thing they were doing, I'll let Johnny talk about. Yes, the per- the perfect thing that they that we came to a conclusion of eventually was uh, just the strong emotional moments of Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale has a lot of emotionally strong moments, and every single one of them hit so hard. There's a in in a way that is unlike any other series aside from possibly One Piece. We we. We believe that it's on par, if not maybe surpassing One Piece in certain areas when it comes to it. It depends on the, on the context. It's it's there's there's an argument to be had. That's the point. The point. The whole point of it is there's an argument to be had. It is uh, Hiromashima is a master of its craft when when it comes down to emotional moments, and uh, yeah, that we we. We just had to give it to uh, give it to him on that one. We almost g- gave it to uh, Zarin, but there was uh, and not, not Zarin, Zarif, <laughs> Zarif. Yeah. Wow, we almost gave it to Zarif, but uh, uh, there was just something missing about his character. We just couldn't. Yeah, Zarif was very close to being like a perfect main antagonist, but like 
was he was close. He was like a nine point eight. Like he was super close, but he just wasn't there. Exactly. Um, but with that said, yeah, because of the point two five increase, Fairy Tale's final score is a six point three five. The second series that I dove into, six point three five, is the score I gave Fairy Tale. Um, it's obviously above average. Um, you know, it's an above average series. It has its issues. I think most people, most people realize that it has its issues. But the things that it does well, it does well very well, which is kind of like it, it's like it's one of those things where it's like what it does well is super high, and then what it does bad is super low, but it kind of evens itself out. So, um, 6.35. Yeah. And any uh, anything else you want to say, Johnny? Overall, it is a fantastic uh, series. I I highly recommend people to at least try it. Obviously, it's not going to be for everyone. Uh, it, but I personally in, enjoyed it. It was my personally my first anime. My it was my gateway anime. So there is going to be some biasry from me um, because I just I fell in love with the characters so easily, and the and just the fun warm times that I had with it was uh, was a good it was just a fun time what can i say yeah very much much all i can say i i agree for the most part i kind of struggled here and there to keep on reading because of like some of the things i had issues with but the character moments were definitely apparent um and i will be i I honestly will be interested to read the sequel of fairy tale but obviously when i'm doing the series i stay with one series so um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a poll of like what the next three options are going to be. And I think the three series that I will debate on reading slash watching will be uh, Moggy, Hell's Paradise, and I'll let Johnny choose another option. It has to be kind of, it has to be done or done like permanent hiatus, one or the other. Hmm. Hmm, that's a good question. Uh huh. Um. And don't uh, try to make it like not like crazy long. I'm not trying to read a 500 <laughs> page. I'm not trying to read a 500 chapter series again so soon. Have you ever read? Actually, I recently uh, read slash watched uh, Death Note. Mmm, go back to one of the classics. Yeah, okay. go back to one of the classics, my man. Honestly, it was the first time I read... Uh, well, I, I started watching the anime first. I watched the anime first. I did not like the anime as much as everyone else Really? I, if, really? If I were to... If I, like, I was... Uh, I was shocked and appalled by how overhyped it was, in my opinion. But then Damn. I heard that the ending was very different in the manga, so I ended up reading the manga, and I vastly prefer the manga. I vastly, vastly because of the ending. Simply because of the ending, it pretty because much the, treat- the ending in the anime is kind of yeah, I feel that. Yeah, uh, the ending it actually is very different and it fits with the theme. So I uh, so I honestly prefer the manga okay. ending. So what I'm so, gonna do if I have, if Death Note gets chosen, I'll put a poll on my YouTube channel. If Death Note gets chosen, I will watch the anime till L's death, and then I'll read the manga. That's probably what yeah, I'm gonna do. That's, that's a smart idea. That's kind of what. That's basically what I did. 
Yeah, that's what I'm probably gonna do because I want the full breakdown. All right, so those are three series: Hell's Paradise, Death Note, or Magi. So that is all we got today. I'm time to end this stream. Appreciate everybody who joined in chat, and if you're watching the video version, smash the like button because this is a series I'll be doing for a while. Smash like, subscribe. RTL is amazing.